levels, levels, levels. Are we on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 30 Talk podcast. My name is Doug, and I'm here with Brandon. That's that's me. I'm Brandon. That's him. That's Brandon. I'm still Brandon. Still Brandon. I'm totally Doug, and he is still Brandon. Uh, we are here to talk about the fabulous NBC comedy, 30 Rock. 30 Rock. 30 Rock. Um, we are uh, on our second episode, which we have brilliantly decided to talk about the second episode of 30 Rock on the second episode of the 30 Talk podcast. It's amazing. We We're have great it. news. You can now follow us on Twitter at 30 Talk Podcast or send us email at 30 Talk Podcast at gmail.com. You can. It's, it's pretty. Yeah. You send things to it. You send things to it and we will check it. And probably not answer it. And probably not answer it. The truth is, we probably won't answer it. Uh, we are here to talk about the second episode of 30 Rock, which is entitled The Aftermath. Uh, the original air date was October 18th, 2006. Um, so this is nearly 10 years ago. I was fresh out of high school mm. in October of 2006. Brandon was... I think I was a sophomore. Freshman into your sophomore... Fresh into your sophomore year? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Sophomore in high school. It's a good year. Yeah. Uh, Tina Fey was not in high school. She was running a very popular television show called 30 Rock. Um, so the episode um, focuses on the inclusion of the Tracy Jordan character into the girly show. Uh, we met all these characters in the pilot episode, and we learned that Tina Fey plays uh, head writer Liz Lemon, uh, who writes for a late-night sketch comedy show called The Girly Show, and Tracy Jordan joins the cast. And she is now um, trying to deal with that merger. Well, I have the, the IMDb synopsis. Yeah, let's read that. Which may or may not do the episode justice. Who knows? Uh, okay, so from IMDb, it says, The crew of The Girly Show is skeptical of having Tracy Jordan join the cast, <laughs> especially when the show is retitled TGS Tracy Jordan, or with Tracy Jordan. Right. Feeling everybody blames them, Liz and Tracy decide to throw a party on a yacht. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> that's there's all no, they say. There's no more. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that yacht party just went well then, whoever was writing about this episode. Um, th so that's actually an interesting segue because Jenna, who is the previous star of The Girly Show, is kind of freaking out. She's having a little bit of panic moments um, that Tracy is kind of coming over and taking over the show. And Liz actually comes into her dressing room at one point and says, don't worry, Jenna, the show is still called The Girly Show, and you're the girl. And Jenna calms down only to walk out and find that the entire name of the show has been changed. Posters. So, yeah, and posters and everything. new promos are being shot. and um, So, yeah, so now it's TGS with Tracy Jordan. Um, uh, this is not related to 30 Rock at all, but it reminded me when you mentioned IMDb. I have an idea that I don't think exists called IMCB. Nope, sorry, I said that wrong. IC, <laughs> ICDB, the Internet Commercial Database. Okay. Because I'll see a guy like on a Bank of America commercial and be like, Yeah. I've seen that guy in another commercial. Was it for Honda or Sprint? I don't know. 
and you just want to be able to go somewhere online. Yeah, I want to be able to look it up and find out what other commercials. Because sometimes movie or television actors will appear on commercials, but there are some people that are straight commercial actors. Yeah, okay, I'll you know give what I'm you saying? that. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I should know that guy. And so then I'll like go on IMDb, and then there's nothing because they were never in a movie or a television show or even a student short film. Um, <laughs> but but I think like if there were a commercial database, okay, you know what I'm saying? So maybe it, I could find be, that guy. Would it be linked with IMDb or? No, no, I think it could be separate. It like it would be a, like it wouldn't even be under the umbrella of IMDb. That's a good or question. Whoever is behind IMDb. Yeah, that's a good question because then if a guy was on a Bank of Commercial, a Bank of America commercial, and appeared on an and episode of Malcolm in the Middle, their IMDb profile. Right. Yeah. Maybe there could be just be a whole separate category: movies, TV shows, commercials. Yeah. Anyway, that's beside the point. ICDB. If anyone out there wants to steal it, feel free because I don't know anything about computers to make it happen. Please, please make it. Please make it. And then, well, maybe you should get some sort of patent or hmm. trademark for it yeah. so that you can make some money for it. Never mind. Yeah, don't don't make it yet. Do not steal do it. Do not steal that idea. We if you do, you we or will, will hunt you be down, ma- very mad at you. Okay, so we are here to talk about 30 Rock. Um, kind of. Kind of, clearly. Um, an important cameo in this episode is Tina Fey's husband, mm. uh, Jeff Richmond. Um, he makes a cameo as a crewman uh, on, on the girly show, and he is actually... Uh, he appears multiple times over the course of the series, mm-hmm. but he's the composer for almost the entire series. If you look up, um, you know, the 30 Rock score on iTunes or anything else, Jeff Richmond, who is Tina Fey's husband in real life, is um, the composer for a lot of the 30 Rock tunes, which I think is interesting. It is actually uh, how you're introduced to his character or not really character, his cameo, I guess, is uh, they are getting ready well jack's trying to show that they love tracy jordan and uh, is trying to throw a, yeah you know some welcome party for him and they've two separate times <laughs> thrown the party on two you know first on liz and then second on um on jenna on jenna yeah and the, <laughs> to which it is quickly halted and oh it's just jenna it's just jenna it's just it's, jenna it doesn't matter stop the music um but then when <laughs> tracy jordan walks in you know, there's all the, there's all this dancing and great, yeah. and to which he actually takes his shirt off. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's uh, for our Tracy Jordan uh, shirt removal tracker. Tracy Jordan shirt removal tracker. Mm, that was a live jingle just there. Uh, so the co- the the count now is at two, which is a ding ding one two. Okay, so we're not doing it per episode. We're doing it. Oh, for it's the gonna be a running. Of- it's gonna be a running okay. tally. All right, I, I like that. I if if we do the show correctly. I will say the phrase "ding" eighty times in a row. That's okay. my goal. All right. If it's if it's short, because I'm I, if I'm a betting man, and you know that I'm not, but if I were, <laughs> I would like to be. We've talked about going to casinos. <laughs> I would like to start being a small betting man. Um, if I were, I would think that Tracy Jordan removes his shirt at least eighty times over the course of the series. Okay, so you're you're saying the yeah, over under. That's the game. We'll, okay. We won't bet. We'll say over under. I'm gonna say over. Ah. I, I mean, I want to say over. I would say over. Yeah. But can you have two people who are doing the bet? Just, just uh, you, you take under. Okay, I'll take under. Because 80's still a lot. All right, whatever. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, keep you guys updated on that. But the, the total now is at two because he does take his shirt off again uh, in this episode. Well, um, and right after that goes into the, you know, Jack says that he, they're super excited to have him and, and, uh, and Tracy says, Jackie D, I'm easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately turns to, to Liz's husband and says, well, 
Tina Fey. To Jeff Richmond, yeah. It says, uh, do, do not look at me. Do, do not, not look make at me eye the contact eyes. with me. <laughs> <laughs> don't make, don't, don't look, look at, at Mr. Jordan in the eye. <laughs> Just look away. Just look oh, away. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's not exactly easy like Sunday morning. Um, we, we should we all, we also have a, a segment where we each pick our best joke. Um, and so I, I maybe might, might be a good time to transition to that. My favorite joke uh, is shortly after uh, this that 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 moment. Liz is um, accidentally overheard as her criticism tra- of Tracy is broadcast over Jenna's microphone throughout the whole studio. Um, and then shortly after that, her criticism of Jenna while she's talking to Tracy is then broadcast on the TV. Yeah. And uh, as she's saying to Tracy, she tells him that Jenna's, you know, paranoid and neurotic. And then it cuts to Jenna in her dressing room. And my favorite line of the whole episode, Jenna goes, paranoid? Well, that just confirms all my <laughs> <Yep>. suspicions. <laughs> and I wrote, I wrote that down because it's it's, it's so, so funny. It's dude. so great oh of, my of who Jenna is. Yeah. Well, and I believe it's Jenna who says... Um, who says, she, I, I don't remember. Well, she's talking about how Tracy is crazy. Yeah. And she says that, that he bit Dakota Fanning on the he face. <laughs> and and Tina, well, Liz, is doesn't even get phased by it. Right. And just says, well, I mean, if you hear his side of it, she, she's kind of asking she's for it. She's kind of asking for it. And it's just so, like, regular. Like, right. it's just part of your, your dialogue in your day. Yeah, like, that's a normal thing that someone would do. Oh man, yeah, that's a great that's a great line. Um, we should say a little bit of background. In I think for the first time, I didn't see his name on the first episode, but uh, Robert Carlock gets a co-executive producer credit in this show, mm-hmm. and he stays with the show. I think all the way through the end, he and Tina Fey um, then, of course, went on to create Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so Robert Carlock and Tina Fey are are you know writing partners or at the very least creative partners, um, not only on this show but now uh, currently on. Uh, Kimmy Schmidt uh, on Netflix, which is only one season on Netflix, but is also very funny, um, especially if you're a 30 Rock fan. I encourage you to check out. Uh, which we won't give spoilers of who else is in, no, in the show. No, no, nothing else, of course, but yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, we were going to talk about what Frank's hat says. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so Frank Rossitano, who plays one of the writers on The Girly Show, uh, wears a trucker hat with a different... Uh, emblem or engraving on every single episode is a different hat uh sometimes multiple hats an episode which is very good so yeah. we're going to keep track of you and give you an update uh so frank's hat this episode says frank's hat what is on his hat tell me <laughs> right now uh frank's hat today says done deal done deal done deal done deal uh i have no idea I didn't really look into anything about what <laughs> what that means I don't or think what it, it has to do with this episode. With this yeah. episode. Well, uh, truthfully, most of the time, I don't think his hat has a whole lot of correlation to the storyline, but that almost makes it better. Yeah. Well, I, it's just funny to think that in this universe, somebody is spending time daily uh, to put... Put stuff on hats. Put stuff on hats. Yeah. I, I would assume gluing them. I would think gluing so, yeah. felt Something. letters. I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell what it is. Well, but every day. Like yeah, every single day. Every and it never duplicates. I think yeah. there's 138 episodes. You never see the same hat twice. Are you gonna? Are you a betting man for that? Like, would you bet that there, it never duplicates? I, I think I would because I'm pretty sure it does. I don't think it does, yeah. Okay. But, so you got to figure, I mean, if, if, if it's a different one every single episode, and some episodes he has multiple hats. Mm-hmm. 
So 138 with a couple multiples. He probably has at least 150 different hats just for the sake of this show. Which is ridiculous. Which is insane. Are they all with like the like the trucker with a white and red? No, no, no. There's a couple different kinds. Some of them are, are solid colors. And then there's even like a, a bowler's hat. And then there's a tiny little hat like that looks yeah. almost oh, yeah. like a yarmulke. Yeah. So they're, they're not all trucker hats exactly. The, the overwhelming majority is. Yeah. Uh, but but Frank's hat is a, a definite recurring joke that we will keep you updated on uh, on this show. So in, in terms of storyline now, we should say mm-hmm. that because everyone is mad at Liz for her talking poorly about the stars of the show and the writers and and everyone hearing her say those things, she and Tracy decide uh, as a thank you gift that they're going to throw a party for the cast on the yacht. Tracy tells Liz that he has a yacht and they should invite everyone out on his yacht to have a good time. So they all show up, they're drinking, they're partying, they're having a great time. Uh, Rachel Dratch is another notable guest star. Yes. Two episodes. Two different characters. <laughs> well, and very different characters. Yeah, like, they're can... not even close to being like similar. Characters. Oh no, yeah, they're not even trying to be. Yeah, in the first episode, she was Greta Johansson, the cat wrangler, and in this episode, she plays a hiding maid in the yacht closet. They list her as Maria. <laughs> Maria. They call her Maria. Okay. Yep. So hiding maid in the closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hiding maid in the closet. They, they gave her a name. That's good. Um, so, so they go on this yacht and Liz begins to have some doubts about the validity of Tracy's statement. I have my own yacht, um, until she finds Rachel Dratch's character hiding in a closet (laughs) and then realizes that Tracy Jordan is not the owner of this yacht. Um, and hijinks ensues as the police show up and, um, Liz flashbacks to, to statements that Tracy had made, um, saying that Grizz was in the Navy. <laughs> That's why he was driving the boat. Uh, that he took the boat to Denver, which is a completely landlocked territory. <laughs> um, yeah, so she confronts Tracy, and then the police show up, and everyone has to flee off the boat. Um, and so Liz ends up taking the fall, as everyone else is able to escape and get away <laughs> uh, safely. So by the end of the episode now, uh, Jack encourages her by saying to her that, you know, a heroin experience has brought your group back together and everyone is a okay with each other again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that Liz, uh, despite her, her best efforts in a disastrous situation got, got the desired result. So it worked out. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've addressed one character. Uh, well, I'm sure multiple characters, but a character okay. that, that kind of shows up pretty often yeah. and I cannot for the life of me remember what her name is. Um, she oh my gosh she's she's like the assistant oh sorry everyone sorry yeah sorry yeah. right. played by katrina bowden uh, is the actress's name well and she's always doing something crazy whenever she is, you introduce yeah. like you see her she's just totally oblivious to to the effect that she has on the the weaker sex i yep. would say yep uh but she's she's seen um dancing with kenneth yep and the other guys, the other writers for the for TGS are just standing up to the side like, what a waste. <laughs> what a waste. Because <laughs> Kenneth is basically an asexual <laughs> being that, you know, offers nothing of attractive. He's a goon with know. a face. He's a goon with a face. Um, he's a mouth-breathing appellation, as he's described <laughs> in another episode. Um, yeah, so Sari, Sari plays two very interesting roles on the show. One is is of that, is, a, is a, a sexy character who is constantly making the other men, you know, go crazy. But then also she provides, like, the youth and the young voice yeah. of the show. There's constant interactions between her and Liz where she assumes that Liz 
is either a mom or a divorce simply because Liz is in her 30s and Ceri's character is probably like 22 or something like that. Um, someone said something about, uh, you know, being 45 years old and Ceri goes, I don't know what that is. It just doesn't, it does <laughs> doesn't, not compute. It does not compute uh, to her young mind. Um, so yeah, that was a good catch because Ceri, Ceri is on a lot of shows. She, I think she is technically Liz's assistant, but she performs virtually zero function yeah, she's always just sitting to the right of the door. Or it's like she's organizing things, but she's never act like she doesn't pick up anything and put it away. Yeah. She's just sort of like look making it look like that's what she's like doing. Like she's doing something, yeah. Like there she's one- acting. Yeah. Weird. That's true. Oh, good point. Oh, How meta. Oh wow. Uh there is one it's <laughs> there's one episode where Liz goes, Suri, is that my phone? And Suri goes, It is. You have really good ears and then doesn't answer the phone. Yeah, just leaves it. <laughs> And and that's why that's why Liz would say anything anyway. Which right? Like, yeah. You, is that Aren't my you my like assistant? You should get Shouldn't the phone. you be answering that phone? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good catch on that one. So, um, so that I think that covers the storyline of the episode. We get to see how the the staff is blending together and how uh, all the craziness of this this staff is going to if it is going to work. Uh, that's the question. And so. You get to see Liz and Jack interact as as the manager aspect, trying to corral um, all of this craziness into something that is um, an actual working staff for a television program. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So I have a question for you, Doug. Yes, sir. Um, I I'm trying to do like as I'm trying to do research and sort of like look look up some fun things and blah blah blah. Okay. Um, to make the show worth listening to. Uh, hopefully you all enjoy that mm-hmm. or something yeah whatever either way um a lot of people a lot of users um from imdb and um flickster and things okay. like that with yep. rotten tomatoes have all kind of said um they really hate the first two episodes wow um and it is the next episode <clears throat> which we will cover next time mm-hmm. that is when people really start to like enjoy it really okay it. so i wanted to ask you what you thought about that yeah, I I mean, we mentioned this last time. I thought the pilot was fairly strong, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, each character, or, or not each character, but the, but the majority of the characters grabbed me in the very first episode. I think I mentioned specifically Jack. I just thought his character was so good from the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did think this episode didn't deliver uh, as much as the pilot episode. Uh, I, I, I feel like it's maybe not as good as the pilot episode, but I wouldn't even, honestly, I wouldn't even put them in the same category because I, I felt like in terms of how pilots go or in terms of, you know, our, our original, uh, you know, scripts and stuff like that, I really thought the pilot was strong. This was not great to me, this this second yeah. episode, to be honest. It had some good lines. It had, you know, funny moments. And, and, and the introduction of turmoil amongst the staff is a very important storyline because that continues <laughs> throughout the whole series mm-hmm. but i didn't feel it was an incredibly strong second episode does that make sense yeah yeah and do, but do you th- would you attribute that to to them still just trying to figure out who they are as characters and and where they're gonna go or yeah totally i mean i think a lot of a lot of shows take episodes or sometimes even a season or two to really hit their hit their stride or, or fall into a groove and so i wouldn't say it's you know, it's the worst thing or it's, you know, below par yeah. of other second episodes of, of TV shows that I've seen. Um, b- because I felt that the pilot was very strong, this did feel like a dip to me, but not yeah. in a way that was like, oh, it should have been canceled after this episode. Yeah. Well, it's rated on IMDb as like a 7.3. Okay. And the pilot is 7.6. Okay. Yeah. And so even, you know, in the grand, grand scheme of things, 7.3 is 
really not not as bad no, as what no. it could have been. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they, you know, people were just complaining about <clears throat> about acting and the storyline mm. wasn't like you're saying as strong. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, nobody complains about Alec Baldwin. Everybody likes Jack. Right. Thinks that yeah. He just immediately does great. Which he has a very He's he has a element. very minor role in this episode. Just he only shows up to to push Liz along. He only yeah. really shows up to say you got to do this. I think Liz and the rest of the actual TGS staff take the main stage because that's where the the turmoil is. Jack just kind of shows up as a as a moving Liz along character in the in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe that was why I felt there was a bit of a dip because I like Jack so much in the pilot with him not being in, in the forefront as much this episode. Maybe that's why I felt like it took uh, a bit of a dip. But but yeah, I definitely think the third episode, uh, which we'll talk about next next time, is called Blind Date. Jack plays a more um, incorporated role, uh, definitely, definitely in Liz's life at least. Um, and I think that's uh, you know a huge part of the show is yeah. the the light or the relationship between Jack and Liz yep. and and the opposite the the opposite life choices that they've mm-hmm. they both made. Um, and, and you, so, so the way that all those or that, that relationship plays off of itself. The is Jack really and Liz relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, yeah, I agree. But yeah. Oh, how did we not say, cause, cause this, this is the episode where, um, Tracy Jordan says he comes into the the writer's room and is talking about how he, he's got so many different characters and how he wants <laughs> these people to write it. How did we not? Yeah. We missed that whole part. Uh, what does he say? Oh, I got this character named Ching Chong. Likes, likes to play, play ping, ping pong. pong. <laughs> That's just right here, right, right off, off the, the top of the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what? What does he call Frank? Is or glasses? He says glasses. <laughs> I want you to write that one. <laughs> so he comes in and just kind of. Uh, and, and another part we mentioned Twofer in the first episode. He is not getting along with Tracy in the sense that you know Twofer views himself as a man with sensibility, very refined, and he even calls Tracy an imbecile in the first episode. And uh, really feels like he can't work with Tracy, doesn't want to work with Tracy. And Tracy comes in at one point and uh, he s- calls him Theo Huxtable. Yep. <laughs> he calls Tuper Theo Huxtable. And he says, how you doing? And Tuper says, I'm doing good. He goes, uh-uh, you're doing well. You need to learn your grammar, son. Well, and he, and he throws Superman in there, too. He says, no, Superman, Superman yeah, does yeah, good. Yeah, that's right. You Superman do well. does good. You do well. Yeah. And so that's uh, their, their relationship is funny to me as well. Uh, there's now that... I'm talking or that we're talking about it. There's so many different parts that just keep popping up. Yeah. And I don't want to end it. Yeah. You know, like you don't want to like, cause this is also the episode where they're doing the promos for TGS. Yep. And I'm black NBC. Very, <laughs> very proud. proud. <laughs> like peacocks, like just this, all these, I'm proud as a peacock, baby. <laughs> I don't think that's a word in it. There's just so many, like they, he never, well, he's trying to say Jenna, and he Jenna, says, Janet Mulvaney. Isn't that right, Janet? Nope, that's <laughs> not her name. It's Jenna. Yeah, it's just like Maroney. What Rhymes is going with baloney. <laughs> My baloney. Yeah. Well, and Tracy even makes mention to Liz about how you know he does not want to read cue cards and he doesn't want to be restricted like that. You know, because in the first episode, HBO style content. HBO style content. You know. Um, and he says he's bringing the black back to NBC, you know, and you just see that Tracy is totally his own person. And then he, he calls it, he doesn't even wait for Liz or the director, nope. or whoever's running the, the promo. I he just, I it. think we got it. And he walks right off set. <laughs> 
And that's what starts Jenna's uh, anxiety about the whole thing. She says, he doesn't even know my name. She didn't have any lines in the promo. And you just kind of see that that everyone, the writers especially, who drive, obviously, sketch comedy shows, are very much bent towards writing for and and letting Tracy do his thing, which is what what gets Jenna so paranoid. Yeah. And... And I guess it it seems like oh my gosh we're just watching the we're watching the <laughs> right <show>. Jenna Mulvaney <laughs> we're uh, on an iPad just watching the show as this we're sort clip. of talking about yeah. it, some other other things and <laughs> oh it's just ridiculous Tracy's out of control he never and it's it's funny because the writers are clearly confused as well as like why just read the cue cards like there's nothing else you have to do just read the <laughs> read the cue cards but at the same time they are you know trying to save the show yeah quote unquote save the show or make the show better yep um and so they are still sort of letting tracy have free reign yeah so it's just like you know yeah. this this backwards sort of way of thinking as they don't really think he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. but they're letting him do whatever he wants to do yeah which you know as as they mentioned in the first episode you know fans of his movies who Dat ninja black cop white cop uh this honky grandma be tripping you know <laughs> oh this honky grandma be tripping. Um, which part of the part of the frustration in Liz's position is that Jack very clearly favors Tracy. It was his idea to bring Tracy yeah. in. He, he's clearly rolling out the red carpet and giving Tracy the star treatment, even in favor of of Jenna and then Josh, who's technically on the show, but is I don't even think we've talked about him yet. Well, yeah, he's such a side. <laughs> Poor Josh. It just there's there's another character, an actual actor on the girly show named Josh, who is constantly thrown under the bus and constantly uh abused and uh probably won't come up very often to be honest he's funny i think he's funny but uh do you at times i think he is i think he has like funny lines but i don't yeah. know if that makes him a funny character no that's or, true or, I would or agree a funny with that. actor yeah no i agree with that yeah josh gerard is the character's name I don't, i'm not sure the actor but um but anyway so so jack very clearly favors tracy and gives him you know preferential treatment which just adds to liz's frustration because she feels like she needs to do that for jenna and then there's just this division and and you know broken relationships amongst the staff of tgs um yeah i think that was the uh 30 deekies need love too freaky deekies that's your favorite line I don't know if it's my favorite line. It's it is a, a line. line in it that has to be said at least. So who does even he say? Someone, not. someone told me this one time. Freaky deekies need love too. Freaky deekies need love too. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's just sort of said, and he, I think he walks away right after that too. Yeah, like there no, is I think no. You're right. Yeah, it's just what are you even talking about right now? I got I'm a character named Ching Chong who likes to play ping pong. Well, doesn't he say I'm Bill Cosby too? Jello sweaters. Oh yeah, they like, want to do a they want to do a Bill Cosby, um, Jerry Seinfeld, um, impersonation with Josh and, and Tracy, and Josh rolls out not not a great but clearly a Seinfeld exaggerated impersonation with the ah, voice. Ah, what's the deal with pudding? You know, and then Tracy with no voice inflection and nothing at all that sounds like an impersonation just goes, "I'm Bill Cosby, Jello sweaters," and, and everyone's, "Oh, that's amazing!" Oh, and you can hear Josh. It's not. It's not. It's very subtle in the background, but Josh goes, "It didn't even sound like him." <laughs> like trying to make sense of it all. Yeah. Trying to bring rhyme. That didn't. That didn't make sense at all. Oh uh, man, it's funny. Freaky deekies need love too. Well, maybe we should we should see. Like make a segment of how many times Twofer says he's from Harvard because mm, that yeah, seems that's a good to be idea. like a running Twofer's Harvard counter. Yeah, that's good. He brings it up a lot. 
twofer. He went to Harvard. <laughs> he went to Harvard. Yes, he did. Talks about it a lot. <laughs> yes, he does. I don't um, even know the Harvard. Is it the Crimson or something? I don't even know the something with Crimson. and. This is embarrassing. Yeah. We did not go to Harvard. No. I'm black and BC. Very proud. <laughs> I'm proud as a pea court, baby. <laughs> okay, we should wrap it up. Yeah, that's uh, getting bad now. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, no, all right. So this has been the 30 Talk Podcast, episode two. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode three of 30 Rock. Um, the episode is entitled Blind Date, and mm-hmm. it is a good one. I'm a definite fan of that episode. So it'll be cool to um, to be able to discuss that next week. All right. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter at 30 Talk Podcast or hit us up with uh, emails and ideas or other things that you want to go unanswered, which they probably will, uh, at 30 Talk Podcast at gmail.com. So, all right. I'm Doug. I'm Brandon. See ya. See ya. Goodbye.